person calls. And we want to thank you for the love and prayers you've prayed for us. And they're so special. And we're thankful. And I, I would ask you that you, I thought the song service had been so in line with what my message is this morning. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a sinful stain. And but folk, this is my first message in my 90th year. I turned 90 back in the and somebody said, well, will that help you preaching? No, it won't help at all. But it just, it, it's just a testimony to, to the goodness and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that he could keep me going for all these years. And you've done me the honor of letting me come and be with you this morning. And so I want to do you the honor of giving you the word of God. I wish you'd turn with me, if you will, to Deuteronomy chapter chapter 12. Now, I was telling you about my, my stick here, that I don't need the stick. I've got my big, my big print Bible, so if I, if I read a little slow, just bear with me, please. But I, I want you to give me your undivided attention. Today we have the opportunity to worship. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not here. But today we have the opportunity to worship. Do you want to worship? Amen. You want to really love God and praise Him and thank Him for His salvation? Well, we have that opportunity here now. So if you look with me in Deuteronomy chapter 12, and we'll pick up in verse 28. Now, my thoughts are connected this morning, so please don't leave me. Stay with me. I know the, the roast may be on, and the ball game may be on, a lot of things may be going, but this will be more important to you than anything you can do. Just get the Word of God and let it take it home with you. All right. In Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 28, everybody there that wants to get there? Observe and hear all these words which I command thee, that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee forever. When thou doest that which is good and right in the sight of the Lord thy God, when the Lord thy God shall cut off the, the nations from before thee, where thou goest to possess them, and thou succeedest them and dwellest in their land, Take heed to thyself that thou be not snared by the following them after that they be destroyed from before thee, and thou inquire after their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods? Even so will I do likewise. Thou shalt not do unto the Lord thy God for every abomination to the Lord which he hateth, have they done unto their gods. For even their sons and their daughters, they have burned in the fire their children. What, what things ever I command you, observe and do, thou, 
that thou not add thereto nor diminish from it. Would you bow with me and let us pray? And I'll, I trust you'll pray with me. Heavenly Father, as we bow before you, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to worship you and to praise you and honor you. I pray that you bless each soul from the youngest to the oldest. We ask you, dear Lord, that you'll be merciful to in this hour and give me the grace to speak the word in truth and simplicity for the honor and glory of Jesus' name and for the good of your, your church. Amen. Notice he's telling them, telling them to observe, to do all things which I've commanded you. And he said, the nations that I'm going to give you, uh, when you, when you overcome them, don't, don't take their gods to be your gods. And these, these people, they would put, they would put their own children to death in honor to their, their God. Do you know there's still people on earth that do the same thing? So we have the privilege of worshiping the true and living God. I want to give you a little testimony before I go and let you see where I'm trying to go. Seventy-six years ago, I trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. When I felt good, I, I felt saved. When I felt bad, I felt unsaved because I didn't, know, I didn't know anything about the Word of God. I had a cousin about that time, a, a pretty girl, a little red-headed, freckled girl. And we were about the same age, and we would worship. We'd go to church like we was going uh, to be. I, I would preach, and she would play the piano and sing. But somehow, I went for seven years, but I didn't grow. I didn't, I didn't know anything about the Bible and didn't understand how, how wonderful it was to, to know Christ and know Him in, in fact and truth. And my, my cousin was about the same way, but she did, after seven years, I, I come back to the Lord and, and started studying His Word. And she, she married a man that was unsaved, and uh, she got away from the Lord. And I, I didn't see her for many years, 25, 30 years. And finally in my church community, they called me to the local hospital, and there my cousin was after almost 75 years. And I asked her how it was with her soul, and she said, well, I don't know. She said, I, I, I just I really don't know. And I want to say to you, if you get away from the Word of God, and if you don't study the Word of God, you won't know. But she, she was afraid that she wasn't going to make it because she hadn't been perfect. And I told her, sweetheart, that's what Calvary is all about. Christ died for the sins of the world. He died to forgive us and to give us that peace that passes all understanding. And she, in, in a little bit she died with a smile on her face. She had realized that Jesus Christ died for her 
She hadn't, she hadn't lived to go to heaven. She hadn't paid to go to heaven. She hadn't been interested in heavenly things. But let me remind you in 2 Peter chapter 1, it'll say to you, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and the virtue knowledge, and the knowledge temperance, and brotherly kindness. Seven things I believe he listed there to add. Now we're saved by grace through faith. By the mercy of God, not what we have done, not any, what we can buy, not, not how religious we can be. We're saved by the grace of Jesus Christ and his shed blood. But there's some things he wants us to add to our testimony. Let me give you one more illustration of what I'm trying to say. Abraham Lincoln said he, God had given us many precious gifts, but he said the most precious gift God has given us is the Word of God. And somebody said, Mr. Lincoln, surely you don't think that. Uh, Jesus, Jesus would be the most precious gift God gave us. Mr. Lincoln said, without the Bible, we wouldn't know Jesus Christ. And folks, I want to suggest to you this morning, if you want to know Christ... Get in the Bible and make sure the Bible gets in you and live the testimony that you find. God had told these people to obey him, to keep his commandments. And he, they never kept his commandments. In this day, 400, a day of uh, Nehemiah, they had forsaken the house of God and the work of God for 490 years. And Nehemiah is going to speak to these people that are they're in terrible bondage. They're suffering because of their own sin. And he's going to, he's going to give them a message. And he begins to say in, in chapter 5, no, in chapter 8, verse 5, and Ezra opened the book in the sight of the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, the people stood up. Ezra read out of the book of the law. They all stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, with lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Then he, he lists some people that's there with him. And they're long. I'm trying to save my time, folks. So they read in the book of the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And Nehemiah, which is a Tershatha, which is the governor, and Ezra the priest, the scribe, and the Levites, they taught the people and said unto the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. More not nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Now they wept because they had not obeyed the Lord. Their fathers had not obeyed the Lord, and they were mourning because of their own sin. Now the application I can make to me, my dear cousin, that when we didn't live the law like we should have, and she didn't for a lifetime, is sometimes I feel like mourning for how little I've been a applied to the Word of God, or applied the Word of God to me. But then he said, 
For all the people wept when they heard the word of the law. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and sent portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto the Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. There's my text. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now they sang, the people stood and rejoiced, but they read the law to them from morning to noon. They read the law from morning to noon. Now I don't suggest you do that every day. You've got things you need to do in your everyday life. But they were doing this because it had been so long since they had heard or known what the Word of God said. But the Lord wanted them to know He was their strength. It was He that had overcome all the nations that had been against them. It was He that was going to give them the victory finally. And they'll rule and reign in Jerusalem. He wanted them to know that He had the strength to deliver them. And it was His joy to forgive them. It was His joy to conquer their enemies. I was talking to my son on the way today. And I was talking to him about your new building you're going to build, and, and uh, I was telling him about the things that I hope to come to pass. But folks, the Word of God needs to be preached, and we need to know what the Word of God says, and we need to practice the Word. Uh, I see these little children coming in here, and it's such a blessing. No life goes on, and. People say, well, at 90, what, what prospect do you have at 90? Heaven. Heaven. How happy is it near the door? Wonderful. Well, what are you doing for uh, recreation? Reading and meditating in the Word of God. Now, it may look like around us we're, we're, we're failing uh, our nation votes in sin, votes out righteousness. The world turns against God. And you notice in these scriptures, these people are even offering their own children. If you turn from God, you're liable to do any sin that's possible. We need to have the Word of God in our heart and in our life. And that's what I'm wanting to leave with you this morning. That the Lord, it's His joy to give us the Word of God. This Bible tells us who God is, what God's will is, what, what, what Christ is doing now, what we will do when He comes. It's all right here in this book. You won't meet any situation that you can't solve in this book. Say, so, preacher, I doubt that. Well, I've been trying it now for 76 years, and I found the answer to my problems in this book. And I want to say to you, with the, the apostle, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, and of course he's talking about brother and sisters, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now I want to suggest to you in this passage the mercy of God has been applied to each one of you this morning. How many of you, now you're born again, you know you're born again by the grace of God. Let me see your hand. Well, hi. 
God has been merciful to you. I didn't deserve to be saved. You don't deserve to be saved. I hadn't worked to stay saved. God has kept me saved all these years. And by the mercies of God, it's a reasonable thing that I present my body a living sacrifice. The Bible says that his, by His blood we have been redeemed. It's His sacrifice for our sins that gives us peace with God and access to the throne of God. And He'll say in the book of Romans, in chapter 1, when the world by wisdom knew not God, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. Now, not foolish preaching. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save those that believe. Now, we have believed that God has saved us, so I'm saying we're partakers of His mercy. And He'll say we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none good, no, not one. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, God has been merciful to us. Do you understand you that raised your hand? Do you understand it was mercy that God saved you? It was mercy. It was mercy. You didn't do anything to deserve that, but God saved you anyway. The Bible will say in Romans 5, I believe, while we were yet strength, without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for the ungodly. And folks, I want to present my body as a living sacrifice to God. I don't want to follow the world and their vision and their teaching and their philosophy. I want to follow Christ and His Word led by His Spirit. That's the desire of my heart. And that's my desire of the heart for you. I think about these little ones growing up here and the many that are growing up in this church and how, how blessed the, church, the world has been because of this church and the believers here. But folks, if we get the Word of God to these little children, it'll do what needs to be done in the days to come. When temptation comes, when the whole world turns against God, they, they can reach back and hear the Scriptures, and they will. And that they can be delivered because they believe and trust in the Word of God. But I want to say to you, it's a reasonable thing. If God gives me strength in life, uh, let me illustrate that with a natural birth. I, it's so sweet to see children honor their mother that went to the doors of death that they might enter this life and be born again. And it, it's so good to see them honor mama and, and, and love their mother. But do they always do that? No, so the, the Lord has given us life. Jesus died on the cross to pay the sin debt. But folks, I want to grow. I want to be like Christ. I believe the, I believe the aim of, the, of God and the, and the Bible is that we will be like Christ. We, we know all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, who are the called according to His purpose, and for whom He called, he for, for whom He foreknew them, He predestined to be conformed to the image of His dear Son, you and I were supposed to be conformed to the image of God's dear Son. I trust as we hear the Word of God, as we worship in the Spirit and in truth, we'll grow more and more and more like Jesus. And He'll tell us, love one another. 
By this all men shall know that you're my disciples. And I say to you, since I received his great mercy, I want to present my body. What? Know ye not that you're the temple of the Holy Ghost? And he that defileth the temple, him shall God destroy. I want to honor God. I want to know him in the word. I want others to see him. And I want to present my body as a living sacrifice. Now, I can tell people about God. I can tell them God made the earth and the world and all the other things. And he's coming back to judge the world. But folks, till they, till they see a difference in me, they may not believe what I'm saying. So I just want to present my body. I, I don't want to just say words and preach sermons. I want to present my body, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. Now, I, I can't give him a sinful life. He doesn't want that. I can give him the life of repentance and faith and trust in him. That's what he wants. And the Lord God is my strength, the joy of the Lord. It's God's joy to forgive me of my sin. It's God's joy to be my companion as long as I live. Folks, this morning I want to thank God for his great salvation. I thank him for the day that I, I bowed and trusted the Lord as my own personal Savior. I, I'm thankful for that. But folks, I want to thank God for not only being my Savior, he's been my shepherd. Now, I hadn't always done everything I wanted, I should do for God, but the Lord is my strength, and the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's God's joy to forgive my sins. It's God's joy to hold my hand. It's God's joy to be my Heavenly Father. It's my God's joy to, that I'll be an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Folks, listen to me closely now. When I've taken this word, I believe this word. When I first got saved, where I came from, they said he'll never make it. Well, I've been making it now for 76 years. You say you're bragging. If I am, I'm bragging on Jesus. Not only my Savior took my sins away, but he put his righteousness and his holiness in me. Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. I believed God 76 years ago and it was imputed to me for righteousness. And it made me want to be righteous in the name of the Lord. But I'm saying the gift that he made to me, the sacrifice he made, and the opportunity to make a sacrifice myself, it's a wonderful opportunity to live out the testimony of salvation. But he said there that I present my body. But why? That she may prove what is that good and acceptable will of God. My mother was not a well-educated woman. She probably had a sixth-grade education. My father was not a Christian. My mother taught me about Jesus from the time I was little, as long as she lived. But I'm saying to you, it, it was a great price that was given for our souls, and that I might have a godly mother that would pray for me. And would t I, I believe she's still having prayer and answering my life.
And folks, I believe the offering the Lord Jesus made for my soul is worthy of eternal life. I can, and I'm wondering a little bit with you, but I'm, I know where I'm at. When I was six years old, my brother took me to the Sunday school class in the First Baptist Church of Cannon, Georgia. And he told the Sunday school teacher up there, said, this is my little brother. Folks, I believed later on that the Word of God was my salvation. And I, believe, I still believe that today. Somebody says, what makes you think you'll go to heaven when you die? The Word of God. The Word of God. And I'm suggesting you today, if you want to really know you're going to heaven, if you really want to have somebody follow you and go to heaven with you, get the Word of God in you and present your body a living sacrifice to God. And then he said, and be not conformed to this world. Folks, please, don't act like the world. Don't hang out in the world's fair. If you have a choice between living for God and uh, taking a worldly route, walk with God, live for God. Now, people might think, well, you're left behind. You're old fogey and old-fashioned. I'd rather be old fogey and old-fashioned on my way to heaven than to be president of the United States. Well, first, I I wouldn't want to be president of the United States right now, would you? But, folks, I'm trying to tell you something. If I present my body and, and I grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus, somebody may see that. And some little boy, some little girl may say, oh, there's a, some, there's a different person. I want to be like him or her. But it's, it's reasonable. It's reasonable. Since I have life that God gave, it's reasonable for me to come back to him and give him honor and love and respect and to offer my body and be not conformed to the world. I don't want to be have worldly acclaim, worldly fame, worldly fortune, but folks, I want to be like Jesus. And say, how can you do that? I may have been seem a little bit wondering to you, but here's my point now I want to make. I don't I'm not supposed to be conformed to the world, but said be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now if the pastor would let me come back and uh, uh, sometime I'd like to finish th- that part of the message. That, that be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How can How can I renew my mind? Well, first of all, in the New Testament it said, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. I want the mind of Christ. How can I get the mind of Christ to find out what he taught and what he did and what he's going to do? But the mind of Christ, after he came and was in the likeness of sinful flesh, he offered himself completely. He suffered unto death, even the death of the cross. You understand what I'm trying to say? If I'm going to renew my mind, I can take this this Bible here. Now the world says sin. By the way, isn't it strange that the world wants to vote 
sin in and vote God out. And you know, he said, if the love of the world is in you, the love of the Father is not. How can you love the, the world that crucified Christ? I'm saying to you today, if Jesus came by your street, your house today, would you join him in his labors? Would you take his cause to be your cause, his purpose in life to be your purpose in life? He's going to come again, and I'm going to, I want to have the renewed mind. When he gets through with me, I'll be like Jesus. When he gets through with every believer, there's heartaches and misery coming in our lives. And a lot of times it's to make us come nearer to the Lord Jesus and his holiness. We can appreciate him, be more like him day by day. And I'm saying to you, would you, would you be willing to renew your mind if you knew how? All right, the mind of Christ. The carnal mind is not subject to the laws of God, neither indeed can be. But folks, I believe it's 2 Corinthians 2 9 says, I have not seen, nor has ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. I, I tried to tell the children, I'm glad to be preaching to my son this morning, my grandchildren, and my great-grandchildren. But to be like Jesus. And I'm trying to teach them it's not a sad thing when mom and dad get close to the door of heaven. But I have not seen, neither entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. I don't know what heaven's going to be like. I hear people say, will we know one another there? I don't know. Will there be streets of gold? I'm sure there will be. Will we be conscious? Will we know one another when we get there? I don't know. But I'll tell you one thing. I know Jesus will be there. Heaven will be heaven for me to be with Jesus. Can you imagine having the privilege of bowing and saying, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your great salvation. And folks, I've been looking toward heaven for 76 years. And I say, children, don't be disappointed when I get there. Heaven will surely be worth it all. My mind will be completely renewed. My body will be transformed into one like unto his. No, no likeness ever to sin again. No warfare with the devil. To be home with God. To live with him forever. I wonder this morning if there's one that says, Preacher, I never have made that start. I never have had that faith to trust Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. But I wonder if we could have a verse of song. And I, like, I, I, I really appreciate, I don't appreciate you singing those songs. 
Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. I appreciate that. All right, as you get ready for, as you begin to play, as you begin, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. You have that opportunity. Will you make that start this morning? While we sing. Have you heard the call of God? Have you heard the bidding come to you? I can remember so. The children can tell you, I can forget everything. My mind is so forgetful. But I, I still remember when the Holy Spirit knocked at my heart's door for the first time. My mother's prayers were being answered. The, the invitation to pray came, and I answered the call. But I want to tell you, folks, as the years went by, as I began to learn more and more and more about the Bible and make, make the Bible my pattern of life, life became so much more wonderful, so wonderful. And I bid to you this morning, if you feel the knocking at your heart's door, the still small voice of the Savior, Come unto me. Would you, would you answer the call and just come down and let us pray with you? Calling today, calling today, calling today. From the sunshine of love, of thou wrong farther and farther away. I believe the call has gone out again to people, each one.
you've had the opportunity now to answer the call. If you have a need from God, you may have already come, but I have a question for you. Where is the Word of God in your... Oh, we've been... My wife and I, we've been in the hospital for the last two or three months. And I've heard this this over and over again. On a scale of zero to ten, where, where is your pain? I've heard that so many times, I've got it memorized. On a scale of zero to ten, one being nothing, ten being everything, uh, where is your pain? I want to ask you a question. I've been dying to get this on a scale of zero to ten, where does Christ fit in your life? Amen. None of my business, but it's important business for you. Amen. Folks, in this Bible it says he's going to come again and receive us to himself, that where we are, there he may be also. And he said, Behold, I come quickly, and my Lord is with me, to give every man according to his work shall be. You want that full-fledged payday from Jesus? You want to get the fullness of his blessing? Yield your life and heart to him. Have you got a word you need? Who, who, who dismisses?